there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry and I talk Ring of Honor final battle. And who better to do that with than now your 13-time Ring of Honor tag team champions, the Briscoes. Also, we talked to Caprice Coleman, who, along with Ian Riccoboni, did an amazing job on commentary during Final Battle on Saturday. Ring of Honor Final Battle wasn't the only show on Saturday. Also, you had NXT Deadline. And Mark and I get into the main event between Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's get into NXT because we had NXT deadline on Saturday as well. And we got to start with what is the big news coming out of deadline, Mark. And that is that, man, the New Day are your new NXT tag team champions. New Day? New Day? New Day? New Day? Day? See, I sometimes I go a little short on the new. I go, new day? But it's new yeah. day? Yeah, and it was that, I mean, it's 13, 14? Well, it's their first time being NXT Tag right, Team right. Champions. and But it's a major WWE championship. Well, the, you know what, Mark? Do, does it count? Well, no, I think, it, I think it should. I've, you know, like when Charlotte Flair... They at one point they did count her NXT championship run, and another time That's they didn't. Right. At one point, but then at one point they didn't. So I don't know, but I will say this: you just said it's a major title. Well, whether it was or whether it wasn't, it is now. Because when you have a team like NXT holding those tag team championships, Mark, then you know what? It is a major championship. Dave, my question to you is. Now that they have the Survivor Challenge match, yeah. is this going to be something that's added to Survivor Series? Or is, is it going to be a standalone? Or uh, is this something that can be put at a, a, a pay-per-view of their cho- choice, like a Elimination Chamber weekend? Or- no. I, I mean, at least not right now. I think, I think, Mark, that this is, you know, for NXT. And this is something that was developed 
by Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels, as we all know, is in charge of NXT. Listen, War Games they brought back, and that was for NXT, but now they've moved that to the main roster. Could that happen at some point, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think with all the wrestlers that we see on NXT, at some point, if they're successful, they're going to be moved to the main roster. If this idea is successful, then Triple H might look at it and say, yeah, let's let's use this on the main roster. Why not? And, and I thought... Yeah. I thought it was a home run on Saturday. Again, I went in there with no expectations. I wasn't sure what this was going to be like. And really, top to bottom, with with the exception of one match, or at least the end of the match, and we'll get into that a little bit later on, Mark, I thought what I saw at Deadline was a home run. Yeah, Deadline was good, man. Um, like you, I only had one um, match that I was kind of like not, you know, into. Uh, but, man, I, I just was really, really proud of the effort that I yeah. saw from the, the NXT uh, talent. Um, and it was funny, man, like um, watching even the, the main event and seeing all the vignettes and um, everything leading for, to Apollo Crews um, and, and Braun Breaker. Did you ever see that movie Heat? Oh, yeah, of course. Heat was one of my favorite movies, and I felt like that that's what they were taking the uh, the promo things from. You had both guys, the elite of the elite detective. You have the elite of the elite uh, bad guy, but they know each other. And it's like, you, you, you know I'm, I'm coming for you. Yeah, I know you're going to try. <laughs> you know, and him and Braun, uh, Apollo and Braun did that back and forth for a co- for a, what a couple of weeks of build up. No, it's been it's been a few weeks. And just to your point, Mark, because I think it's a good one. You mentioned the movie Heat, and you have Al Pacino who is trying to catch Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro is the thief that is trying to get away. And there is one point in the movie, and and I think this might have been the only time that Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are actually in a scene together. And there's a point where they sat down. Yeah. They sat down across the table from one another. And it was kind of like, all right, you know, I'm, you're not going to be able to catch me. And he's like, I'm going to catch you. But there's that respect there. But at the same time, they're on different sides of the fence, but there's still that respect there with, with Ron Breaker and Apollo Cruz. There's that respect there. There may even be a friendship there, but their goal is that NXT uh, heavyweight championship. And, like, I love the vignettes. And, and you know, Mark, Jeremy Borash is behind all those vignettes, all those things with NXT. They do an excellent job. And we've said it before. The WWE is at its best with production. But I think even on the NXT level, I love it on the NXT level because it's not too much production. It kind of looks, there's a little bit more realism to it on the NXT side. And I love the vignettes that carried into what we saw. And to your point, the package that they showed going into that main <clears throat> event match on Saturday night between Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews. It, it, and it made the story, like that match started off that first five minutes or so, maybe eight minutes of that match. Um, they were equals. They, they, you do it, I do it. And there was a test of strength. I mean, there was, I mean, they, they, they wrestled. 
It, yeah. it was what we what we would consider pure uh, wrestling. And then it got to the point where you have to have somebody make the decision that okay, I'm tired of this shit. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it. And that was Apollo Cruz. And you somebody was gonna have to. I knew it wasn't gonna be Braun Breaker to throw the first punch or to throw the first kick or to try to use a maneuver that was not looked at as the most respectful of maneuvers. So the the story was really, really good. And I was into the match 100%, and I wanted to see what you thought. Like, did the match live up to the hype, and did you enjoy the match uh, for what it was. You know what, Mark, and, and this main event, and we'll get into the other matches and obviously uh, uh, New Day being your tag team champions. I didn't have a lot of expectations going into this match. I really didn't because it's kind of an odd one because this is one of those matches where it's two baby faces going up against one another. And, you know, there's not a defined person that I'm really behind in this match because I like Apollo Crews, I respect Apollo Crews, but Braun Breaker's on this run that I don't want to see him lose this championship. But I do like Apollo Crews, and I think Apollo Crews going back to NXT has done wonders for him. I think he was completely lost on the main roster, not because of Apollo Crews, but because of the way they were using Apollo Crews. Now Apollo Crews going back to NXT, it's like a big deal. Here's the here's the guy who was here. Here's the the guy who dominated here, and here's the guy that kind of lost his way on the main roster, but he's coming back home, and he wants that NXT championship. I like that story, and it's funny, Mark, because I sent I I tweeted out a clip over the weekend before this matchup on Saturday between Braun Breaker and Apollo Cruz, and it was a clip of Ivan Putski and superstar Billy Graham at the Garden. Now, okay. obviously. Ivan Putski, the baby faces of all baby faces, and superstar Billy Graham, the big heel. But what it was, it was just brute strength. It was, it was superstar Billy Graham trying to give Ivan Putski, uh, you know, a shoulder block, and it not not doing anything to Ivan Putski. And then Ivan Putski tries to give a shoulder block to superstar Billy Graham, and he doesn't budge. And then superstar Billy Graham goes off the ropes. And tries to give Ivan Putski a shoulder block and he doesn't budge. But then Ivan Putski goes off the ropes and gives superstar Billy Graham the Polish hammer. And then knocks superstar Billy Graham off his feet. And the place goes absolutely crazy. Now you aren't going to get that kind of reaction because it's two baby faces. And it's a much smaller crowd at the Performance Center. But I kind of love those two guys trying to have that test of strength. Going back yeah. and forth. I, I really, especially you as a strong man, Mark, you you probably looked at that and gave a tip of the cap. I, I did. And same thing with the test of strength and, you know, like the shoulder tackle spot. Like both, like everything that they did in the beginning of that match was the way wrestling was when I was a kid. Yes. And I felt like it was uh, a, um, a love letter to what used to be to show these younger pro wrestlers that that can still work today. Yes. And I thought they executed it 
you know, wonderfully. Yeah, and again, and again, like you don't need this crazy, fast-paced spot fest of a match when you have to. Yeah, yeah, you, and you could you could have that, but think about the foundation of what we saw. Like it again. That's there's. Mark, you just talked about the movie Heat. The reason why I love that movie as much as I do is there's a lot of layers to that story. It's not just cops and robbers. It's more about you get you get to find out like why they rob, why they're thieves, what they have to sacrifice by being a thief. That's why I love that that movie so much because there's emotional investment in that movie. It's the same thing when it comes to a pro wrestling match. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. We had to get Caprice Coleman on the show because one of the big things that I came out of watching the show on Saturday was how good Caprice and Ian Riccoboni are together. The chemistry is off the charts, and I thought this was one hell of a performance, Mark, with those two on Saturday. So let's bring them in. Joining us here on Busted Open after what we saw on Saturday, Caprice Coleman. Caprice, how are you this morning? I am great, man. I'm feeling good, and I'm happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. And and Caprice, I just said it. Uh, you and Ian Riccoboni have do a great job together. You guys have wonderful chemistry together, and I'm sure you've seen the reviews. A lot of people, not just talking about Final Battle, but but talking about your performance on Final Battle. How proud of you were you? Not only of the Ring of Honor roster but the job that you and Ian did on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm just grateful to be a part of, of that moment in history. And Ian and I, man, we, we have the same mentality. We want the best for Ring of Honor, and we just want the opportunity to show the world what Ring of Honor is about and to tell its story. And um, to be able to do that in the way that it came off, everybody went in there and did well over 100%. I mean, if you talk about the Briscoes and FTR, they, but is there even a percentage to what they did that night. Uh, so I'm just grateful to be a part of it. And I'm grateful that we were a part that people are talking positive about um, because that night was phenomenal. 
Yeah, and, you know, you look at that card top to bottom, but you just mentioned it, and we talked a lot about it this morning, Caprice, uh, FTR and the Briscoes. Uh, I, I think that's the match of the year. The series of matches that they have had uh, have been phenomenal and off the charts, but I think they may have topped themselves on Saturday. You know, each one of their matches have been candidates for match of the year, and, and this is – bar none if is match of the year at least and if not match of a decade you know um to be part of a trilogy i can say it's probably the greatest chill trilogy of all times because you have trilogies and one match is okay and then the rest of the matches kind of just build towards it but really doesn't build too much but each match continue to get better and better and uh, to end this off i don't even know if this is the end but we can say it's a trilogy and it's been phenomenal and it's been a great ride Caprice, it sounds like when, when y'all are calling the match that y'all are two fans calling what you see as it happens and you're on the phone trying to tell your friend that didn't get to show up for the show what's happening. That's what it sounds like to me. It's like if Dave was not able to watch, I would have been like, Dave, listen, they just did, like, that's how y'all sound. And, and it comes across as, um, very crowd friendly, very listener friendly. Like, do y'all do that intentionally, or is that it's just a byproduct of y'all loving what you're doing? I can't say we do it intentionally, man. So many people give us accolades, and, and all I can say is thank you. Um, because you know, you know how the wrestling world is, man. So if they're loving you now, you're just grateful to it. And I try to hone on the craft. One thing that I do know is that um, we love the sport. We love wrestling. And for a long time, when I was a performer, and I, and I still am, but when I was just performing, I would listen to commentary. And, and I would be disappointed because I feel like I'm putting my life on the line. But the people that are talking about this match are talking about things that don't concern the match. They're not really engulfed in the story. They're not really engulfed in me and what's going on. And there have been times I've been injured during a match and I will go back to see where I'm injured at and they're they're talking about something that has nothing to do with the match and it's always been a frustration that I've had and, and not no one in particular and so I'm like if I've ever got that opportunity the last thing I'm going to make it about is me it's about these people in their ring that are literally putting their lives on the line to entertain us you know I go to the doctor now and I have a huge appointment today but my doctor always picks at me and he asks me he said hey you've been volunteering for any of those car wrecks lately because he's told me anytime I step into the wrestling ring, it's like me going out and say, hey, you're having a car crash today at 35 miles per hour. Can I jump in it? And he, and he says it laughingly, but he's serious, you know. And so when these guys step inside the ring, I don't want to be talking about something that has nothing to do with them. I don't want to be belittling them and I don't want to be at making it seem like they don't belong in there. So my job is to make the best out, the best, the best picture out of what's being drawn out of there. Well, first Man, off, I, I hope everything's okay, um, you know, before we move forward. I hope that this appointment's a good one for you. Oh, man, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you know that it's going to be just fine. I'm 45 years old. It's the 45-year checkup. The glove popping deal has already been done, and now I'm going for the big colonoscopy. You got to get it done. I'm, I, hey, I'm yep. like, I hate it, but I know we got to get it done. I'm, I'm big on health. I'm big on taking care of your body. I get mine today. Uh, and if you got to get it done, you got to get it done, man. There's a lot of things that happens to us. When we get older, that we found out when we were younger, we would have been able to keep it away from happening. So I'm just doing what my wife taught me into doing. And uh, I've been going to the doctor for years now. I get my regular checkups. And this is my first one. And uh, I'm not excited about Great it, news. but I've been drinking water and fluids, and I'm going to do what I got to do. That's all it is. 
and I, and for message. anybody that's on, you know, and 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 you're right, Mark said like what Mark said. It's a great message, and and Caprice like the process is much worse than when you actually get it done. So it's something that needs to be done, especially at that age of 45. As you're getting closer to 50, you have to yeah. get those things done. And Caprice, you mentioned and 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 wow, to hear you say that because I've never had anybody on this show explain it the way that you just did, and it really hit home. It's like you're in that ring and you're busting your ass and you're putting your your body on the line for our entertainment and then you have commentators talking about something silly and not even focused on what's actually going on in the ring. And you'll never be accused of that. Case in point, what we saw on Saturday in that tag match, like the one that really hit home for me is like when you're saying like, I smell iron. Like yeah. you smell that blood, like, cause you're so close mm -hmm. to it. Like it, you know, that's the beauty and the magic of a commentator like yourself, where it brings you like you're there. I, I was sitting at home watching it on my sofa, but because of your description, it was almost like I was sitting there next to you in that arena on Saturday. But that's awesome, man. Thank you. I, like I said, it's a blessing. Um, I can sit here and talk to you and I trip over my words and I probably trip my, over my words out there, but I love this sport, man, and and it breaks my heart sometimes when I go to these, um, you know, wrestling shows and they have the the older athletes there that have paved the way from us and they're hurt and they're banged up, and it's like what happened to them. But this is what happened to them. They've been paying, they've been paying their dues, they've been putting their lives on the line, and people forget about them. So I'm like, man, if we're out there, we got to make the best of it while we can because we don't have a lot of these left. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and what do our future have have to tell of us? You know, so for, for me to be in my right mind and to me to have my health, my life and my strength by the grace of God, to be able to tell the stories of these men that are literally putting their lives on the line that don't know what the future holds for them. That's the least I could do, man. It's the, it's the least I could do. Caprice, uh, I've, I've been in the locker room with you. You know, we're on the, in the announcer's locker room. And Jim Ross said to you one time, that um, you have a passion for learning about how to be better and that anybody that wants to learn that much that he, he couldn't help but try to um, mentor and tell you what to do next. Um, you're, you're a well-studied guy. You're not, you're not just, it's not just a byproduct of, uh, of your respect and, and your love, but I see the work. I see you with the notebook, uh, writing down, you know, thoughts and something that you might want to use later. Um, who, who, who imparted that information on you? Oh man. Um, it's a list of people, man. And I don't want to mess anybody up, but I do know that, you know, back in ring of honor, I was given a chance to do commentary just because I was in a feud and for most, um, positions that I was in with Ring of Honor, I was the mouthpiece uh, for whatever tag team, whatever faction or whatever part I was in, talk show, whatever I was doing, I was always the mouthpiece. And um, and then when I had opportunities to be on commentary, whether it's with a feud or whatever like that, um, I would just always get feedback from Kevin Kelly. I would get feedback from from Delirious. I get feedback from Steve Carino. Um, and, and these guys uh, would take, take me under their wings, Colt Cabana you know, Ian Riccoboni, and then I actually reached out to JR one time, and he had no clue who I was. It was on on Messenger, and, and I told him I was, you know, um, a commentator and and um, and that I, I want to get better in this, and he 
He sent me a message a couple of days later, said, hey, I saw your message. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just very busy. And I didn't expect him to reply at all, you know. And then he sent me like paragraph after paragraph of things to do to get better. And he was like, you know, broaden your vocabulary, study, know what you're talking about, know the athletes, know the moves, know this. And I'm like, you know, if you ask somebody how to get better and they're the best at it and they tell you and you don't do it, whose fault is it that you don't go anywhere? You know, and so for him to take out his time and do that, um, and I think that's what wrestling's about, man. Wrestling, wrestling only gets better when the people that's done it before you tell the people that's coming behind you how to make it. And then the people that come behind you make it better and continue to tell that story. And that's how we continue to transcend and continue to get better and continue to metamorph into greater things. But when the person before you stops telling you how to get better, then you spin into a world where nobody knows what to do and they're just doing what they feel is right. But as long as that communication is open, the world continues to grow. And that's the way I feel about it. You know, Caprice, talk about this new, uh, I guess, this new mock or mock two of Ring of Honor under Tony Khan. Watching that pay-per-view on Saturday, it, that could have been a show from four or five years ago. Like, just to set up the lighting, the stage. Like, it really felt like a Ring of Honor show. And obviously, the wrestlers that were involved, having Bobby Cruz ring announcing, having you and Ian on commentary. Like, it, you know, Tony Khan could have come in, and we've seen it a million times just in the world of wrestling where there's new ownership, so everything changes. Pretty smart keeping the important things in play. And, I, and do you feel like Tony Khan has been able to do that? I have, man. I, I think that, you know, we, we didn't know what was going to happen um, when we were bought. You know, I was sitting watching TV um, when he came and made the announcement that he, that he bought Ring of Honor, all we knew is that we were on hiatus and we was looking for April to come because of big pay-per-view um, that was planned to happen. And, and we were always just waiting for what's next. And I would get a text message every now and then and somebody would say, oh, Tony Khan or Tony Khan. And it's just it's just here. It's just hearsay, you know. Um, but when he actually said it, we didn't know what to expect because, because you know, people wanted to buy Ring of Honor before, but they wanted to buy it for the library. So Tony Khan could have bought it and just taken the library and pushed everybody off the side. But to have bought it and said, hey, he wants to continue the legacy of Ring of Honor, that he respects Ring of Honor. And he himself, you know, it, he's like a wrestling encyclopedia. <laughs> like he knows dates and times, he knows people, he knows, you know, different events and where they happen at and what you was wearing and what you, you wrestled and the time limit and the stipulations. And like he pulls all this stuff like from the top of his head, man, and it's like he knows, and he's right. Like these numbers that he's spitting out, like he he's right about it. And and um, he has a love for Ring of Honor. He has a love for wrestling, and to see that he's taking it and he's serious about it, he wants to make the right moves with it. For years, I felt that Ring of Honor, all we needed was the right money behind it and the right place to do it. And I believe we have it now. Sinclair wanted to do it. And Joe Coff believed in Ring of Honor, but I don't know how much Sinclair believed in Ring of Honor, you know, to, to put the money and to put the aspects in it. And Joe Coff, I feel he went as far as he could go with it. Um, but he was he was an arm on an umbrella, you know. But now I feel like the person that is the umbrella uh, has us in their hand and, and he's doing the best with us that he can. And all we can do is trust the process and do the best with the opportunities that we've been given with it. Caprice, don't you think that uh, Tony is doing a great job of the smell, the taste, the feel, the sound of ROH being the same as it was and not, I mean, you have like an interjection of Jericho or 
a, a little bit of this and we know why that the reasoning for that happening but 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 the announcer team the the commentators the the a lot of the camera people a lot of the staff uh you know our merchandising with chrissy like it, it, you you go through and it's tony brought in the roh everybody yeah and and it's keeping it um you know kind of consistent to what it was and now you have the uh brian danielson's and cesaro's and now the now the briscoe's um like don't you feel like that's that's a good thing for him to to keep that continuity of ROH intact? A, a million percent, man. And and what that shows is that not only does he have the idea, but he he also has the ability to to listen to other people that say, "Hey, this is what Ring of Honor is about," and to also apply it. You know, he's just not going here blindly. Uh, he's methodical about what he's doing. He's methodical about even where he places us at in the ring to make it different, to make it stand apart. Uh, from AEW, the athletes aren't just athletes that aren't just wrestlers or whatever like that. They they fit a certain category uh, that he knows fit the style of Ring of Honor, and um and and that it can only be appreciated. You know, we didn't he could have done anything, you know, but like you said, to bring in Bobby Cruz, to bring in Riccaboni and I, you know, those things to keep the voice the same, so the people that are familiar with the product hear a familiar voice. That's huge. You know, because like we said before, he could have done what he wanted to do, you know, and then bringing in people, like you said, the Daniel Bryans and the, and, the, and the Cesaros or the Claudios or, you know, these guys that Samoa Joe, that the history um, of Ring of Honor, the Jay Lethals, uh, the Briscoes and all that, that's Ring of Honor, you know, and to have the heart to say and to want to do that, man, you, you know, it's awesome. And then to have the ability to be able to pull, uh, uh, pull the plug, I mean, to pull, to make it happen. Uh, is even more awesome because it's, it's almost like he, he says he wants to do it and then you see him doing it or you see him making a way for it to be done. And what more can you ask for for that? I'm 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 gracious and I'm and I'm ecstatic to be a part of it. You know, Caprice, what were you going through at that time when there was uncertainty? You know, you mentioned Joe Coff and Sinclair and you know, Joe Coff, you know, and and I don't want Joe Coff to be forgotten about because right. he was so instrumental in getting Ring of Honor into a sold-out Madison Square Garden. Right. You know? uh, and when when nobody could get into Madison Square Garden but the WWE. Um, but there was that time of uncertainty. How what, how were you dealing with it until the announcement was made that Ring of Honor was coming back? You know, I have to say this. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was hard for a lot of people. But I will say this, they were open and honest with us the whole time. During the pandemic, we were paid when, when WWE were laying people off, when other organizations were laying people off by the hundreds. You know, they continued to keep everybody under contract paid. And they also picked up some people that were going to be picked up and made sure that they still had food on the table. Because, you know, this part of wrestling, a ring of honor is 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 the part of wrestling where people they're on the indies but they quit their job because all they're doing is wrestling now so then when entertainment is cut off from the world and you don't have a job to go to and all this because you're making a living wrestling and you're getting bookings wrestling and you're actually making a great living getting flown here getting flown there to wrestle you know you don't have a regular job and then all of a sudden there's no entertainment for the whole world you know but joe Koff, uh, and and sinclair made it made it so that even during this time off, we could still get paid. 
And and then when they brought us in, they brought us in with all of the COVID-19 protocols and separating us in rooms and getting the testings and all this stuff. You know, after a while, you just wonder like, wow, where's all this money coming from? You know, and, and it was all waiting for us to get that opportunity for the world to open back up. And the world just didn't open back up nearly uh, as fast or when they thought it would. And then they called us, uh, they laid everybody off, um, like I said, the end of the year, but they told us in October what was happening. And and they paid us from October to December. And some people got paid from October um, to March, depending on what their contract said. So it was really up to you uh, to save up, to prepare, to, to do what you need to do to get past, to get to the next stage. Um, and so that's what I did. It was like, okay, this is happening. He told us about it. What's next? So I started doing other things, man. I, I started doing what I have to do to, to, to pay the bills uh, for my family. I put stuff in savings. I, I, I tried to make wise choices. You know what I mean? Uh, to stop the spending, stop the this and, and look at that. What do we really need to spend money here? Do we need to really need to spend money there? And to be honest, in a lot of places, you know, we, we're kind of still there because nothing's really happened strong yet, solidifying anything yet. But we know it's coming, you know, and a lot of athletes are being picked up and we're being taken care of and we're being brought in, you know, when we can be brought in to AEW TV. You know, what can you be mad at about that? It's an opportunity given. And then for Ring of Honor to be uh, for, for a final battle to go the way the final battle went, you know, it's just a matter of time before things are great again. And um, and I'm thankful and, and I'm grateful for the progress as well, because the, the process that we're going through, it makes us even more grateful to get to the other side. Well, Caprice, we wanted to get you on this morning because I love your work. I think you and Ian knocked it out of the park on Saturday. I, uh, Damn straight. We've gotten a lot of tweets and calls from people saying, and, you know, you two are the best in pro wrestling right now. There's nobody better on the microphone, in the booth, on the table. And, you know, you made a, a wonderful transition from being in the ring and then you know, sitting behind that microphone. So, you know, Mar as Mark always says, we want to give everybody their flowers. So uh, thank you for coming on. I know it was a busy weekend for you, but congratulations on all the success. And and obviously it looks like Ring of Honor is going to go moving forward, having a weekly show. So yeah. this is great. This is just great news all around, Caprice. It's great news, man. And thank you for having me on here. You know, this is my third time uh, being on this show. So, like, we family now, you know. <laughs> And so uh, I appreciate any time I'm invited uh, to be on here, man. And anytime you call me, man, I'll definitely be here. And thank you for spreading the news about wrestling, man, and being consistent with it. Uh, I know about your rise, man, where you started at and where you're at now. And, and I pray it continues to get better from here. I wish y'all the best. Thank you for telling our story. And uh, y'all have a great day. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Let's bring in, Mark, now your 13-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Mark and Jay, the Briscoes. Guys, thank you so much for the time, and congratulations. Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Good morning. Man, I, I tell you guys, um, not without candy coating it, and I just told you when y'all came on, uh, y'all are too humble. Y'all are too gracious. I would be arrogant as shit if I was y'all. Man, y'all, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like y'all are y'all y'all are such respectful and nice guys, and 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 I like the edge. I like the fact that you don't take no shit. I like, but but I, I'm guaranteeing y'all y'all had some good upbringing. Uh, y'all 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 mamas and daddies and grannies and and grandpas and. The uncles and everybody that mentored you, they should be commended because oh, thank, thank I could tell said. y'all had a good. I could tell y'all had a good upbringing. Appreciate that. Hey, we really man. do appreciate yeah. that. You know, just some old but country. Going back to man. my main thought, you, it's okay to it's okay to tell people. Damn it, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo, it, man. man! What a match. <laughs> What a match, Dave. Yeah, it was. And, and 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 Mark, let me start with you because both of you are wearing the scars from what took place on on Saturday. So Mark, let me let me ask you cuz you got a huge one on the forehead. Like, you know you're going to get in for a battle, you know, yeah. in that match. Like, what's your mindset? What's your psyche before you step in into the ring for a match like that? Oh man, it's it's blank, baby. It's blank. It's like you, you go on animal mode and it's just like I feel this pain once we stop moving. Like, but, but yeah, this right here—that was, I think, nine stitches there. That was right, as, right out the gate. Bang, bang my head off the steps and bow. I said, "Whoa!" <laughs> you know, so that's right out the gate. Eight stitches there, but uh, yeah, it, it's just the mindset is just you got to react. It's more yeah, reactionary going out there and not even think. It just react reactionary. Exactly. That's how we like to. That's how we like to perform, man. I feel like that's when we at our best. We have a show called the Masters Class. And on the Masters Class, the topic was the Mount Rushmore of ROH. Do you guys consider yourselves, and I'm telling you to be arrogant. Y'all too damn respectful now on some of this shit. Do you consider yourself a candidate for the Mount Rushmore? I mean, well, I, I mean... I guess so. I mean, I take that know. as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we put in the most days, that's for sure. We definitely put the most days in the clock, then punch the clock the most times anyway. Now, uh, you know, is that's a, that's a humbling thing, man. Because we was, uh, what, 17 and 18. Young, 17 and 18 when, when, when Ring of Honor started. We were surrounded by the best. Surrounded you know? by the all-stars, you know what I mean? Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, I mean, just uh, amazing. Like, and we're these young kids who are still in high school 
And so now here we are 22 years later, 20 years later. Wow. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, the master's class show that we're talking about, Bully uh, wasn't available because of the ass kicking you gave him back in 2018, but I digress. Yeah. but but guys, when you when 13 times champions and you've gone through a lot with this company, like you said, you started you guys were teenagers for crying out loud when you started with Ring of Honor and all the changes. I mean, how does it feel to be a part of that show on Saturday? Steal the show. I mean, you had Claudio Castagnoli, Chris Jericho, a lot of stars on that show. Does that mean anything to you guys at this point in your careers to steal a show like you guys did on Saturday? Jay, I'll ask you first. I mean, we always gonna try to steal the show, you know. Whether whatever whatever show it is, man, we going out there to, um, you know, try to blow the roof off. And uh, you know, these people, these fine people bought these tickets. These people watching on pay per view, man. We trying, you know, give them their money's worth. So yeah. we always gonna try and steal the show. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just humbling. Like we said before, we just blessed, man, to be able to still do it at this level for this long, man, and. I mean, we banged up, you know, but we're not too banged up. So, so we still, you know, we still keep it rolling. How, you know, how's your elbow? Because mm. when you wrap the chain around your elbow, I was like, "What you want?" That looked like it hurt like hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, everything just generally good and good and tender. You know what I mean? Everything good and tender, but you know, I got the got some Tylenol, some. Uh, Spice, some, yep, some, uh, some herbals, and uh, hey, we feeling good, baby. We, it's all good. We just medicate, rolling on. We got another match this weekend. No, you know, wow. Mark, you, you, Mark, you said something before the match, and it's something I brought up to to Mark earlier on in the show that I thought it was really significant in regards to the match you just had with FTR, and you said like FTR. They're like Bret Hart. Like you know, they're technical wizards. There's nobody probably better in the ring than them. But you know what? If it's a if it's a match like we saw on Saturday, and Bret Hart's going up against Terry Funk, or it's a cage match mm. or a barbar match, you're taking Terry Funk every day of the week. And I feel like you guys are kind of like the modern day Terry Funk. And Terry Funk to me is the second greatest pro wrestler of all time. So it's 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 high accolades. But but like you guys, it doesn't matter what type of a match it is. You'll wrestle, but if you need to throw down. You throw down. You feel the same way, Mark? Oh, yeah. I mean, we can get down in tag team action where we got to follow the rules, hold the tag ropes. We can get down like that as well. However, when you add a stipulation or especially take away the threat of disqualification and anything goes, if there's something else added in, that's great. But when it goes, that's what that's our specialty. And that's what uh, we pride ourselves on being able to do that type of match. Let's go. Anything goes. Tables, chairs, stuff's breaking. Chaos, madness, as good or better than anybody since Terry Funk anyway. I mean, that's the highest, uh, one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. And I appreciate that. And I thank you so much for that. But, uh, yep, Terry's, uh, that's the goal. You know what I mean? That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was telling Dave, guys, that um, I don't, I can't speak for them. But I've wrestled them all. And... I, I kind of know their personalities. And I know Terry Funk would be very proud of the effort that all four of y'all put on. I know Mick Foley would be super, super proud of the effort and what y'all put y'all bodies through and and how exciting 
and twisting and turning the psychology was for that match. And Tommy Dreamer being a hardcore guy, I, I wish Tommy was here today to tell you guys, but I, I know for a fact that um, from, a, from a standpoint of toughness and being able to do all of the things that we consider hardcore that some people can't stomach like me, I'm, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, I may have had like maybe five hardcore matches in my life. And if you hit me with a light bulb, you win. If you put me through a table, you win. If you hit me with a chair, you win. Like I'm not cut out. But I'm going to tell you this, guys, um, the the psychology well by far uh, takes a, um, a presence to me over the physicality. Like the storytelling and, and, and the false finishing, the, the, the effort that y'all put into the match, I, I you know, that, that requires Thanks. brains and, and heart. And uh, I'm going to give y'all that more than just the toughness. Appreciate that, man. We um, I mean, when you're in there with a team like FTR, I mean, yeah, you damn near got to kill them to beat them, you know. And and that's yeah. what we had to do, man. So we just pulled out all stops, left it all out there, man. And I mean, I think it was uh, you know, uh, the the perfect way to end the trilogy. Well, now speaking that of the that- champions, who's next? Hey, who who, who wanted? Who wanted? Like, yeah. I mean, we know we got a target on our back, man, but. We don't mind that, you know. We we here, so I mean, I guess they're gonna have to figure out who the who the next contenders are. But we're gonna be here, wait. And I, this is a loaded question. I'm gonna throw it out to to both of you. And, and Jay, I'll ask you first. Like when you look at your career and you look at this match that you just had on Saturday, like you know, for you personally, because you've had a singles run as well as champion that was amazing. And some great matches with Lethal. And, like, what is, like, when you look back at your career and you still have a lot more to give, what's your favorite moment so far? Shoo, man, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, because this one is just so fresh. You know, it just was two days ago, man. But I really think looking back, man, when we look back, when we, when we old and retired and in the rocking chair and looking back, man, I think um, – I think the trilogy of 2022, Briscoes versus FTR, man, that's going to be hard to beat. Awesome. Mark, you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, definitely so. Definitely so. And like you said, we're still, we're still rolling. We're still, we're still on the ride. And it's still, 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 hey, stay tuned. There's more to come. But, uh, but as of right now, on the ride, I'm definitely thinking that the three that we had with, uh, with FTR is going to stand out. At and the end of the day. I love it. And the last thing I want to tell, and thank you guys for coming on. I know you guys had a crazy weekend. And, and to come on with us this morning, it was it was a really good treat for Mark and I and, of course, the Busted Open Nation. But, thank you. you know, when you know, you're know you looking at now, like, what you've been able to accomplish here with Ring of Honor, the holidays are coming up, and, like, you know, so many good things. You know, but you are, you guys are brutal. You guys are dangerous. Is it at the point now where it's like, you're almost too dangerous for TV? Is this kind of like the motto we can talk about the Briscoes? You know, that the only way you're going to see the Briscoes is you're going to have to pay to see the Briscoes. <laughs> that's, well, a cool to, yeah. that's a cool way to put it. That's yeah. a cool way to put it. 
Good way to look at it, man. Right. Too hot for TV, baby. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, Bad Dirt. What makes Bad Dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like Bad Dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.